Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. Tuesday. Tuesday? Forgot what day it was already. No Start, idea, man. No idea what day. Bang. Tuesday, December 1st. Training camp day, baby. We're back. NBA is officially back. Training camp starting today. Um, but since it's the morning of training camps, we don't have a ton of news coming out. Get some guys signing training camp deals. We'll find out more as the day goes on. I think uh, with the season being now less than a month away, preseason starting a week or 10 days or so, what better time than now? What better place than here to do win totals, which is one of the usually on most podcasts that discuss NBA or gambling or NBA and gambling win totals is a very popular episode and very fun episode. And we get to figure out what, what we actually think is going to become of each of these teams uh, this season. So we, today we'll do the Eastern conference, split it up a little bit, do 15 teams today, maybe 15 teams tomorrow. See, I don't know. See how it goes. What do you think? You ready? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what your the tone is right now. You're like excited, but yeah, yeah, skeptical, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> nervous. Don't really know <laughs> how this to, is gonna go. Trying to figure out what exactly the tone is. But there, but yeah, I'm ready. There's a few other things that we have to do first. We do have a few. We have one headline, not a huge headline, but an interesting one nonetheless. We should talk about. We have a new NBA Twitter champion of the world to talk about, and. We have a YouTube commenter who, who's hearing some trade buzz. He's hearing the trade buzz, and we're going to have to talk about the trade buzz because if he's right, I don't know. Maybe he comes on the show at some point because we don't have an NBA insider who comes on our show yet. But if this guy, if he nails this draft, I, I haven't seen this trade rumor anywhere. You, you, you know what the trade rumor is. I texted it to you, and it's in the rundown. So I don't think, have you seen this trade rumor anywhere? No, except for in our YouTube comments. Except for this guy who commented in our YouTube page last night. So on our YouTube video last night. So we're going to, after we do our win totals, we're going to talk about this guy's trade rumor. And if he nails this, like exactly what he said, I think we have to have him on the podcast. Absolutely. Which is I mean, very risky. Very risky to just let a random person on your show. You never really know, but it, we just won't do it on a live episode. <laughs> well, if he nails this trade, he then he becomes not a random person in my mind. He becomes an, an NBA insider or at least a Lakers insider. What if he's like Spoiler. a legit what if he's just like a legit writer we don't know who he is? And because his the name that he commented with, Andre Taylor, is pretty it's a pretty normal name. It's not like what you're a, like it's not like Big Dick 27 on YouTube, <laughs> you know, like. What if it's Rob Palenka's burner? That'd be so funny. Uh, that'd be epic. That would be, be amazing. <laughs> I don't know what, what's more like, what would be more amazing? The fact that Rob Palenka has a, has burners or that he's on our. Yeah. Show. He chose our show to leak this. That would be um, the more amazing part. I bet every, he's got a burner. He ha, he must have a burner account, but for him to, I'd be honored. I don't know. Rob Palenka seems cooler than that. He seems true. he seems like I don't know. There's something about him. I think it's because he looks like Rob Lowe. Yeah, but it seems cool. It really does. Uh, all right, the headline, the one headline for today, which I was shocked when I saw this, but it's it. it I, I you know it's it's cool. Uh, Evan Turner is an assistant coach. He's the Celtics hired Evan Turner to be a player development assistant coach. Um, he's 32 years old. We, I think we mentioned him in our free agency yeah. podcast about guys that were available that could still help a team. Uh, he, he, just two years ago, he was in the Western conference finals, uh, but as a pretty good, as a, you know, he contributed on the Western conference finals team, the, the Blazers. He was part of that big trade that went made where Hassan Whiteside went to Portland and all these pieces got moved, ended up in Atlanta, then ended up in Minnesota, didn't really play a whole lot last year. And now I guess he's done playing. It, it's it's a it's interest it's really interesting. I, I I don't really know what to make of it from just like a he's obviously a smart player. I mean he was uh, always like a 
good ball handler, good decision maker, plays hard on defense, never an elite athlete, but I think that probably speaks to his basketball IQ even more that he took a not much, not not like a huge level of athleticism and turned it into being the second overall pick in the NBA draft in a 12-year career. Uh, I think it was 12 years. I think I, I said 12 years. Yeah, it sounds about right. He was in the same class as Boogie and who was the first pick in that draft? Do you remember? Oh, John Wall. I believe. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I was reading the article. I could be off on that by give or take, but he's been around. Yeah. I mean, it uh, strikes me, man, maybe he wants to like be a head coach one day and he's trying to get on the fast track. Like maybe that's what it's like. I, I don't have the passion for playing anymore. It's just, it's just seems well, weird at 32. Yeah. So here's what I was thinking. Now he's obviously going to take a huge pay cut because even a minimum NBA deal is a lot more money than being an assistant coach in the NBA, but he's still going to be very well compensated, right? He's made mm-hmm. a lot of money in his career. I think his last deal was like a 40 or $50 million deal. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you still love it and you want to be around it every day, but you just don't want to put the work in, like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. If you feel like you're comfortable and you don't need a ton of money and he's still going to be making, I would imagine somewhere in the hundred, 150,000 a year range to be the the sixth assistant coach. He's going to be in practice every day. He's going to be working out like on the court with guys. He's going to probably play on their scout team. He'll be involved when he wants to be, but he doesn't have to do strength and conditioning. He doesn't have to do all the extra workouts. He, he doesn't have to do any of like the 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 grind shit of being an NBA player. And he's still going to be on an NBA part of an NBA team that has a chance to win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. He, he could get a ring next year being, you know, working five hours a day. Yeah. Essentially, like I, player development guys, like if he doesn't have particularly like if he doesn't have scouting um, responsibilities and I mean a uh, game game scouts. So like if it's not his job to prepare the team to play the Knicks, if he's just solely a player development guy, it's a pretty cushy job. Yeah. Well, good for him. Um, the, the other thing that crossed on is maybe he's just not healthy. Maybe he doesn't feel like health wise. He could ever reach the level. You know what I mean? Like that just must be so frustrating to be an elite athlete. Um, and then, have like nagging injuries and you're not playing to the the level you think you're capable of if you're healthy like that to me makes a lot of sense to be like i'm done i'm done with this it's too frustrating um yeah yeah he never had like a real major major injury but maybe just i mean 12 years there's a lot of tread on the tires well he's just done yeah good for him i I like evan turner i i honestly i could i could easily see him being like look i got other things that i can do I'll stay close to the game, being a player development guy. See if I like coaching, uh, but it's—I don't have to put in a ton of hours. I'm not going to be there 15 hours a day like the other coaches. Uh, and I also, but I also don't have to go in early to work out, stay after to go lift. I don't have to eat healthy anymore. Like all the things, I, I just think a lot of people don't see or don't don't really totally grasp the amount of time and effort and the things you have to do to be a professional athlete. Like the sacrifices you have to make just across the board to, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it like, oh, so hard, but it is. It, it's that's why only certain people could do it because besides from having the talent, there's just a lot that goes into it. And now he doesn't have to do any of it and he's still gonna get paid really well and potentially win a championship. So, yeah. And yeah. maybe help some people out along the way. You know, I mean, exactly. He, he's probably learned so much in terms of like getting drafted he's, number two overall, getting hype, not living up to it, that sort of thing. He's very funny. So he strikes yeah, me he as is. a probably a pretty smart guy because he seems like a clever dude. So he's probably pretty smart. He probably mm-hmm. would make a decent coach because he's never really been. I mean, at Ohio State, he was a star. But in the NBA, he's never really been a star. He's always been like a role player or a backup. And those are the guys who generally tend to transition well to being coaches. So who knows? Maybe. It's just interesting because I, I, I think most people probably assumed he'd he'd be in the league. He's only thirty two. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. So good for him. I think it's a cool story. Uh, th- then the other thing, it's not really a headline, but I thought since you were surprised yesterday that we didn't start the show with Nate Robinson, I would bring back a Nate Robinson related topic. Okay. Um, and that is, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe around free agency again, I said that. Spencer Dinwiddie was starting to have the inside track as the best Twitter NBA player. Well, 
I'll just say this. I don't know if Nick Young, Nick Young's technically not an active NBA player. I don't think he's on a roster. I don't think he was on a roster last year. But man, since that Nate Robinson fight, he has been killing it. Um, particularly that night, he, oh, breaking news. Ravens-Steelers game moved to Wednesday. Uh, okay. So anyways, so basically here's what happened. Nate Robinson gets knocked the fuck out. Everybody on earth is destroying him. So the first, actually, let me do this. The first uh, tweet that he, so Nate had this, uh, Nate was tweeting about it before the fight. He's like, I'm, I'm representing NBA players. I'm representing athletes everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to shock the world. This was the first tweet that Nick Young sent. Pretty good. That was no representation of the NBA family. Okay, that's good. Then, very soon after that, sends this tweet. Got to call Gil. We not going out like that. Get the strap. <laughs> Do you understand the reference? No, who's Gil? I mean, I know. Gilbert Arenas. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's an amazing tweet. That, in and of itself, is an unbelievable tweet, right? And this this lower, this graphic should say Nick Young wins social media. Because then, I don't know if Gilbert Arenas saw this or not. or They must be close. They played together. They must know each other. He's probably messing with him. So Gilbert Arenas went on Instagram, posted a picture of Nate Robinson. And and I have the, the, the whole comment up there, right? But yeah. it's this whole long thing from, from Gilbert Arenas. Nate Robinson, you went out there. You got knocked out. And because... And became an it, I'm supposed to say instant. It says insist, an instant meme. Now get back in the lab. That ass whooping was no different than the first time. You had to guard uh, AI Marbury, Baron Davis, me. We beat that ass and didn't stop you from putting in putting on the jersey. Blah, blah blah. This whole long thing, right? About getting back after it and bounce back and all this stuff. Nick Young or <laughs> Nick Young responds, Gil. After Braun tapped your chest and made you miss them two free throws, we've been waiting for you to bounce back. Now, oh my God. for the people who don't know what he's talking about, in the 2006 playoffs, uh, the Cavs were leading the Wizards 3-2 in the series, but they were up. Arenas, or the Wizards were up in game six, 113-112 in overtime, and LeBron apparently went up to Arenas and said, if you miss these two, you know who's going to make it. And then the Cavs ended up winning the game. And Arenas missed both free throws. <laughs> and wow. apparently his career was never really the same after that. Like he played, but he's never really the same. And Nick Young says, after <laughs> Braun tapped your chest and he made you miss those free throws, we've been waiting for you to bounce back. <laughs> that is brutal. And you know it hits really hard for, for Gilbert Arenas. Like that I, I doubt he just shrugs that that one off because that's unbelievable. Pretty, pretty so Nick Young, funny. congratulations to Nick Young for winning Twitter, at least for for now, by the way, I don't know. I think I've mentioned this to you before. Maybe not. Baron Davis has a show that was on. I don't know what network it was on, but it was on Hulu. It was like an eight episode sitcom kind of thing. Yeah. Hilar hilarious show. And there's an episode in it where Nick Young, Nick Young's in it. And it's he's hilarious. What's the he, show called? I don't know. God, I, I'll, I'll look it up while we're doing the pod. But I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's very funny. Um, hold on, Baron Davis. IMDb. But it's very funny. Like Nick uh, uh Baron Davis has a protege, has this guy who's his protege, and he treats him like shit. So the guy at one episode he leaves Baron Davis and becomes Nick Young's protege. And Nick <laughs> Young lives like in a mansion that looks like a he look, lives in a house that looks like a castle, and he's acting like he's like a king. And at one point he's like gonna shoot an an apple off of the guy's head with a crossbow. <laughs> the whole thing is it's very it's like perfect Nick Young character. Yeah, it doesn't even tell. He might not be acting. It was it was very funny. Um, let's see. Baron Davis. Is this good content? Me looking up Baron Davis? Yeah, I can try to do something in the meantime. Yeah, why don't you try that? Actually, let's just, we can, I'll keep looking mm -hmm. and then we'll, um, we'll, we'll move on to win totals. So we're going to do win totals. And basically for those who are not entirely up on what I mean by win totals, 
Vegas, different books have different odds. Today we're using odds from an article from Action Network. It's a gambling website. Um, Vegas puts over under totals on wins. So, for example, the first one we're going to do today is the Bucks. Their number is 49. Now, this year, it's a little different, right? Because normally you'd say, oh, wow, that's low for the Bucks. But 72 game season. We got to keep that in mind as we're doing this. It's a lot. I feel like it's, this is the toughest it'll ever be to pick the win totals because it's hard to gauge a 72 game season. So I, I actually have in the rundown their win percentages, which we can kind of compare off like to last year's win percentages, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, so we'll start with the Bucks, 49. What do you, uh, what are your thoughts? So- me being the math wizard that I am, that translates to 55.7 wins in an 82-game season. Um, if I had to bet on it, I would go lower just because you know it's going to be right around there. You know, It's going to be very close to that number. Vegas is brilliant with this sort of thing. One serious injury Baron derailed. Da- Baron, Baron Davis's show is called WTF Baron Davis. Okay. All right. I'm going to watch that on Hulu for sure. Um, it's very, I, I found it to be hilarious. Okay. So 55, 55 wins. That's what it tra- it's for. So it's 49, but it translates to 55 oh, yeah. in a regular. By the way, season. here's last year's standings, just so we have something to compare it all to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't translate to 55 in season. Maybe my math is horrible. Regardless, I'm going under that number because you just know that it's going to be close and one injury will, will derail that. You know, if Giannis misses two weeks, they're not going to touch that, you know, and we've already seen Giannis a little gimpy. I wouldn't rule out the bucks. Well, last year um, they only played 73 games. Oh, that's right. Okay. So my number is correct. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Um, that's insane actually to go 56 and 17. I'm looking so actually there. now that we're thinking about it, they played a comparable amount of games last year. Yeah. Everybody, did, yeah. everybody, everybody played either. Um, like 72 73 right yeah i just mean yeah when you're looking at over unders if you bet them year after year you're always your reference point is an 82 game season um right. I, I would okay. go under and i'm actually kind of confident about that i i i wouldn't surprise me if they if Giannis gets a lot of load management this year especially after what happened in the playoffs i don't i disagree i'm we're already disagreeing and that's probably good for the 10 um I think the Bucks are going to do everything in their power, particularly like Budenholzer and the, just that team. I think they're going to play their asses off the whole year because they know they got to keep Giannis happy, even if he signs the deal. I think they know they got to win a lot of games and they got to try to win in the playoffs. And I don't see them going. They won 56 games last year. Their roster got better and they're playing the same amount of games. I don't see them going down by seven wins. Or by more than seven wins, they'd have to go down by eight wins to be under this total. So they may not win fifty-six games this year, but I think they'll win. I think they'll win at least fifty. Okay, I mean, which is still a big number, by the way. Yeah, that's a huge. That's yeah. a huge number. I mean, I don't know, fifty and fifty and twenty-two. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, first disagreement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So you have un. Under for the Bucks, I over. Are you tracking this? You gonna go back and look? Uh, hold on. I have my notepad right here. I'll write them down as we do it. So Celtics are at forty-five and a half. Um, Bucks, Alex under, Joey over. What do you have for? What do you think about the Celtics? Uh, I, I'm going to go under again. I always tend to go under on the teams that have the highest, like the highest numbers, you know, just because injuries will, you know, knock that down. If, if somebody loses their star player, like that number is basically shot. So, and you know, it's going to be close to begin with. So it's basically the same argument with the buck. Um, if everyone stays healthy, it's going to be close to that 45 and a half mark. And, uh, I'll just go slightly under that 43, 44, something like that. Yeah, this is an interesting one too because I, I, th- I think they got better too, but better for the playoffs. Uh, I think right. mm-hmm. I, I, I th- not that they won't win a bunch of games in the regular season, but I think I agree. I could see them going under. 
by a tiny bit, not by a ton, but I could definitely see them going like they won 48 games last year. They played 72 games last year, so they won 48. But obviously last year was different because there was that huge break in the middle because of COVID and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, I could see it. I could see it being somewhere like 44, 45. So, so we both going under there. Chalk it up. Uh, all right. You got the next, we have the Nets 45. I'm going under and I'm confident with that one. I, I think first of all, they're going to ha- need time to figure it out. I wouldn't be surprised if they got off to like a really concerning start and then turn things around. Um, Kevin Durant's going to need a lot of rest throughout the season. Uh, Kyrie Irving will do something very, very stupid at some point. Uh, I, I just feel like like the under is is a solid bet here. I'm going to probably put some of my own money on that number. Okay, they played. For, they also played 72 games last year in the regular season. So Vegas has the number set at a 10 win difference with Kyrie and, and KD. Um, this one's so hard. Because if KD's I don't care less what happens with Kyrie, if KD is back to 90%, they're winning 45 games. In the East, Kyrie KD revenge tour to prove that he's healthy. Like I I, I could see KD, if he's totally healthy, I could see KD winning MVP this year. Yeah, no, this is definitely not a knock on KD. But for, I, but but under. MVP meaning he's gonna ball the fuck out and they're gonna win a ton of games. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what KD is, so it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, I have the Bucks going over 49, right? And the Celtics going under 45. Someone's yeah. got to win games. So I'll go, I'm going to go Nets over. Okay. Um, so you've, you're not high on anybody. No, I'm just I. I, I <laughs> you also like, have to take into account with this the way it's broken down this year: forty-two games against the East, mm-hmm. thirty games against the West. Right. So, not that they're going to win every game against the East, but it's more games against worse competition. Right. Because there's better teams in the West. I guess it's like that every year. So it's probably pretty similar. Yeah, in terms of the. It's just not down. split. It's not split up. It, it's it's not split up all 42 and then all 30 every year. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the Heat. 43 wins. They won 44 games last year, and they played 73 regular season games. I'm going I'm going over here. I, I kind of think the Heat are going to win the East. I just think that they have a great season ahead of them. Um, I would not be shocked if they're if they're the number one seed. At win the, the East. Year. When you say win the East. The number one seed. Number yeah. one seed. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with the Heat. And also kind of what they showed in the finals when people got dinged up. Um, like they're, they're a deep team and they lost. I mean, they lost guys like Jay Crowder and who am I missing? Uh, Derek Jones Jr. But I mean, bringing in Avery Bradley, correct? Right. I mean, that's yeah, a really Avery good Bradley set. Yeah. and Mo Harkless. That's a really good set. Like, I don't think their depth took a hit at all. I just think this is a really sturdy team that uh, is a good bet for the over of 43. It's going to be close, obviously. I'm not saying Heat blow this out of the water and win 49, 50 games, but that's the one over I think I'm I'm confident about. Yeah, that that's a uh... – you know, it's interesting. They, they were four and six in their last ten, which means – Eight of those were in the bubble, right? In the regular season. So they weren't really great until the playoffs. Yeah, and they really turned it on. Yeah, it, it would almost seem like huh. Tyler Hero and turned a corner and starting in the bubble, kind of. Yeah. This one's a tough one, too. I mean, can't go over on everybody. Um, But I agree with you. Continuity. Depth couple good pickups. They should win. So what would 43 would mean they lost 29 games, right? 43 and 29. Yeah. It's a good season. It's a really good season, but yeah, I mean, I could see them going like 45 and 27, something, something like that. Yeah. I'll go over. I'll take the over. These are very unscientific decisions that we're making here. 
Miners, I have a whole formula. You can't see it behind my my bedroom. Looks like this scene from A Beautiful Mind with all like the yarn and everything Alex, across the. Alex's formula is behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sixers also forty three. I know where the, you're going. This is an under for me, and uh, you know th- this is a team that could, you know, kind of peak at the right time in the playoffs and, and make a run, but they're they're going to need time to figure this out, especially with like a short abbreviated everything training camp preseason um new pieces on the roster new coach uh that that'd be pretty remarkable to me if they win over 43 games yeah um i again this is a, this is a over for me really okay that's surprising to me they won 43 games last year mm-hmm. and i think they got better addition by subtraction and they have a great regular season coach. Like he is a great regular season coach. Yeah. You're going to lose in the playoffs with doc. You're going to win a lot of regular season games. So I think they'll win a lot of games in the regular season and probably lose in the playoffs. I think they're set up now for Ben Simmons and Embiid to have great regular seasons. Statistically, I think they'll win games. Again, it's like, I mean, how many teams can I pick to go over? Maybe I'm just not good at picking over-unders. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, this is cool to, that we're tracking it. Yeah, because right uh, now I have five of the f- – four of the five teams we've done I have going over. Yeah. We could do a pretty cool episode yeah. after the season, like what the hell were we thinking, depending on – because oh. it seems like some – I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be pretty mixed in terms of the results. We've been different for the most part throughout, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We both picked the Celtics to go under. And we both picked Miami to go over. Okay. All the rest of them were different. Uh let's see. Yeah, I just think Doc Rivers, I think they're gonna win games. I think it makes sense. Games. Yeah, I I, I in buy the regular it. season. Right. Raptors forty one. I think we're on the same page here. I'm going under. I think the the loss of Abaca is too much. And it's like it's all yeah. Um the only like Siakam is a good regular season player, like really good. So maybe he takes an even bigger step, but I'm going to go under uh, again. I think that's probably, well, no, no, that, that one I'm pretty confident about the under on that. I'm not going to com- be, I'll tell you right what, I'm not, 500. I'm not confident about it because Nick nurse is a great coach because Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet and Siakam have won a lot of games. Yeah. Right. They do bring back a lot of a team that won 53 games last year. I mean, they only lost two players. I'm not sure if um, if Ibaka and Gasol equate to a 14-15 loss swing. Mm-hmm. Who, who's sorry? Who's their rim protector right now? I don't even know. They signed Aaron Baines and Alex. Aaron Lynn. Baines, that's right. And Alex Lynn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I do worry about Ibaka or about Siakam taking. He took a step back. I don't know what OG Ananobi's like development is going to be because he ju- it's one year to the next. Like it, they, there wasn't a lot of time to develop. It's not like a normal offseason. My instinct on this team has been that they would be somewhere around a 500 team in the regular season, mm-hmm. maybe a little above 500, but 500 this year is 36 and 36. So I got to go under. Okay. Reluctantly go under just because 41 sounds like a good number too, because Rarely do it does a team that's that well coached drop off by more than twelve wins, and that's right. The Vegas is saying they're going to drop by twelve wins. That's that's a lot. Yeah, but I I do I do think they're not going to be very good this year. They're also not playing in Toronto. They're playing in Tampa. We don't know how that's going to impact them. We don't know like if are they going to get to a point like they haven't experienced a lot of losing this team. Like even. Even before Kawhi, they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals for a lot. Like every year, they almost beat the Cavs. They went they went four two against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they've been a winning regular season team for a long time. Could this be a situation where like they either blow it up or they just start falling apart because if they lose a few games here and there, they don't they haven't experienced it. So right. That is where I could see, and also losing two of their really core defensive players in Ibaka and Gasol. Mm-hmm. So I just started thundering like crazy here. I don't know if you yeah, heard I heard that. that. I thought yeah, it was, I was like, Yeah, I think that maybe that's just the God speaking to how bad the Raptors are about to be. Yeah. Uh, Pacers, 39 and a half. They won 45 games last year. They bring back 
the same team from what I can tell. Right. Let's take a look. Uh, I have the Knicks pulled up here on spot track, but I think they didn't make any major moves that oh, I can coach. Remember. Who's their coach now? That's what I'm Oh thinking. yeah. It's, um, I think it was, it's a G league guy. I don't remember his name. Oh yeah. It's like a re- yeah. It's a but new that, guy. That's why I'm going to go with the under, but not necessarily like, I don't think they're going to be bad. I just see them as like right at a 500 team. So like 36 and 36 seems really plausible to me. And they're at 39 and a half right now. So I'll take the under. And I know I'm taking a lot of unders and I know a lot of teams have to win, but I think it's these teams at the bottom that are going to steal some wins. And also the West is just so superior um, than the East. So that I do realize I've gone under on just about every team. Yeah. They're bringing back the exact same team. I wonder what this team, because I was really high on them going into last year. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the number 39 and a half? Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go slightly over. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if it's going to happen cuz I don't know who this guy is. Watch out for like a Raptors like situation. Getting rid of Dwayne Casey, bringing in Nick Nurse and then just pfft. Now, obviously obviously the Pacers are so, are not also bringing in Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying in terms of like I thought this that this Pacers team if Victor Oladipo was healthy, Last year could have been a top three team in the East. Like, I think they're that talented. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? I mean, I guess it depends on if this coach is that good. Again, they're not bringing in Kawhi, but they finished fourth last year. So this number is actually a little low. I think they're probably undervaluing the Pacers because of the new coach, which is fair. You don't yeah. know what this guy's going to do. And other teams in the East, probably, probably also – knocking down a lot of people's a lot of teams value because they're expecting Brooklyn to be really good that for sure uh, but I think maybe and the Hawks too we'll, yes. which we'll, we'll get to next they're, they're they are way high on the Hawks which I guess makes sense right mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go like 40 wins for the Pacers which would get me the over okay I bet you baked into that Pacers number is also Oladipo, Oladipo. being unhappy um and possibly you know being traded at some point which yeah. were they're, they're not gonna well, I guess they didn't know. I mean, last year anyway. Well, I mean, look, you're gonna see, right? Like the, the loss, those numbers, like it's a six loss swing for them from year to year. And they, those got it, they got it, you know, the they have the Nets be, being 10 wins better. Look, we have the Hawks next. The Hawks go from 20 wins to 34 wins. Like those wins got to come from somewhere. So uh, that's probably part of it too. It's just like everybody can't improve. Yeah. So somebody has to go down. I just think the Pacers are talented. I, I, if Old Depot's healthy, I, I mean, that's we're going to be saying that a lot this year. If guys can stay on the floor and get back to their form, uh, they'll get Jeremy Lambeck. But anyways, Hawks thirty four wins. I guess Vegas is as high on the Hawks as as everybody seems to be because they have them jumping into eighth seed. Yeah, I, I'm going with the over here. I think the Hawks get to five hundred or slightly better. Um, so right, their win percent forty seven point two win percentage. I think. They're going to be an above 500 team, even if it's by one game. So I'll take the over on the Hawks. I'm so high. That, that roster is just absolutely loaded with talent. Um, and we don't, Trey Young could have another step to take. I mean, maybe not statistically, but maybe in terms of winning games, Trey Young takes another step. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to be, I've only picked two teams to go under so far. I think I'm really get up, like gate off on my gauging with this, but I'm gonna go over because I think they're around a 500 team too this year. Yeah. Again, th- they could be, they could win 40 games. 20 win jumps are just not real. Like they don't happen, especially in a with less available games. Going from 20 wins to 40 wins, if they go from 20 to 34, that's an absurd jump even yeah. with all the improvement mm-hmm. like of, in their roster. So to go more than that is even, it's still crazy. And let's, and also let's not forget, like obviously the young guys are getting older. The guys they added are Rondo, Gallinari and Bogdanovich, good players, but they're not like the guys that bring you to like high end of your conference level. They're just good role players. So you're banking on, like you said, Trey young, John Collins, whoever those guys taking the next step. That being said, I still think, I still think there's a good chance they hit around 35 wins or around 500. So I I got to go over, even though I've picked over on 
basically everyone other than the Celtics and the Raptors. <laughs> you're high on everybody, Joe. You're you're an optimist all the time. Well, I'm not high on the bottom of the East. So, <laughs> all right, who we got? Uh, uh, Magic. 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 Thirty-one and a half wins. They won. They were in the yeah. playoffs last year. They won 33 games. This is what I, I'm definitely taking the over here because they didn't get worse necessarily, right? I mean, they have a, they very, might have a very, very good player in Vucevic. Jonathan well, Isaac could take a step forward. Mo Bamba could take a step forward. Yeah, but Isaac got a really bad injury last year. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's at. I also, they drafted a point guard, right? So they must not be super confident in Markel Fultz. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, They're I, good. They're good. They might. I think th- they might train Aaron Gordon. I can also see a scenario where they get to a point where they're like, "We just got to. We got to make some moves here. Like, we got to get worse." They're not. They're not good. They got to get worse. Yeah, it's true. They're yeah. fine, but they. I think anybody, even Steve Clifford, would probably tell you oh, there's a probably a ceiling to this team. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I, maybe that's the way they should be thinking, but. They do have continuity. They have serious continuity in terms of their coaching and their best players. So I'm going over. I'm going under. Um, okay. I'm going and under. The thing we have to say, like, Vegas is unbelievably good at this. So all of these numbers, like, it's going to be close. There might oh, be yeah. one or two teams that totally, like, go way different than the number here. But it's going to be close. So it's it's essentially guessing, except for me, because I'm absolutely brilliant. Um right. I'm going magic or I'm going over with the magic. I think that the, that, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they're, I only, I'm saying under because I feel like they're going to get to a breaking point. Okay. That makes sense. Of like a mediocrity breaking point, which a lot of teams end up getting to. It's really hard, especially when, you know, the next few drafts could be really good. You never know. Like you could be building towards getting a high pick in the next couple years when there's Cade Cunningham or Amani Bates two years from now. Like you're probably going to look at your team if you're the Magic at some point and be like, "Are we going to go thirty, you know, thirty three and forty every year and make the play?" Like, what is that? You yeah. Just get smoked every year in the first round. So uh, that's where I think maybe this is the year where they're like, "This is not it. This is not it." And I think Isaac, not that he was going to be a franchise player, but if he's not the same. That sets them back because he was a he was a really good two way player who was developing into a really good player. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Bulls, thirty wins. They won twenty two games last year. I guess they're really banking on Billy Donovan. Yeah, um, but they're also ba- they're healthier, right? Like marketing, I believe is healthier now. Um, Kobe, I I did say when we were how to fix the Bulls or we were breaking down the Bulls at some point that I would take the over on this team and I'll stick with that. Maybe not by much. I don't think they're a 500 team, but I don't know why I'm so high on Larry Markkinen. And I don't like their draft pick with Patrick Williams. I I was going to be higher on them if they took my guy, Denny, whose last name I do not know how to pronounce. Yeah. How do you say it? I mean, I say Abdija. Abdija. I just say it like it's spelled. I was really kind of excited. When we were on the clock, I was like, take this dude. And I think uh, like this team is really promising. I'm not high on Patrick Williams. Who knows? Maybe I'm totally wrong there. Um, but yeah, th- this pick is based on Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Larry Markkinen taking a step together. And Billy Donovan, who we – Billy Donovan is a good regular season coach. That is – I mean, he doesn't have a Hall of Famer this year. That's true. But uh, I'm going – He doesn't even have an all-star. Zach Levine an all-star ever? No. I thought he made an all-star game. Okay. He probably had an argument because he, he averaged a lot of points, yeah. but he didn't make it. I'm gonna go under. I just don't see I just don't see the Bulls being eight wins improved. They pretty much brought back the same team. Yeah. Eight they, wins is a lot. Eight wins a lot. They also lost not that Chris Dunn was playing a ton of minutes, but they lost arguably the best defensive player on their team. They may have lost their they they may have lost their two of their best. I think Thaddeus Young is gone too. He signed somewhere. Who not that he was like a huge difference, but he, you know, right? Hey, let me um, go to that team. Yeah, I feel like we're forgetting a move that they made. Maybe not. Oh, they get Auto Auto Porter Junior back, right? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it really, it doesn't. Something. It means something. Yeah, they. This is basically the exact same team they had last year. So yeah, I'm gonna go under. I don't. They brought in Garrett Temple, good player, but he's old. 
Um, yeah, I'm going under. I, I just don't see them being eight wins better with the same exact team. I don't think Billy Donovan in year one makes that big of a difference. It's a, that's a lot of wins to add on in, in, a, in a conference where a lot of teams, I think, got better. Fair. Wizards, 28 and a half. Get them going over ever so slightly. You can see what I'm doing, right? The teams at the top, I went under, and these teams at the bottom. Like I think this whole year, especially with COVID, and especially with the East getting better and being a little murky, things are going to skew towards the middle. And uh, I, I just think competition in the East is going to be a lot tighter than we think. I'm going over with the Wizards, probably right around 30 wins. It's interesting that you say that because I had the uh, the opposite instinct. Okay. To me. I think a lot of NBA players know before the season whether they're good or not, their team. And I think in a year like this where they're going to be tested every day and the traveling is weird and the schedules are weird and it's a short turnaround of a season, I think a lot of these bottom-dweller teams, a lot of their good players by like the midpoint of the season are just going to be like, fuck it. Just not care anymore. They know they're not going to the playoffs. They, they chalk this year up to – I got my paycheck and that's it. I, I'm not saying I, I understand these are the most competitive people on the planet to be able to get to where they're getting, but they're not dumb either. Right. Like it gets to a point where you just know. So some of these teams, like I, I don't know. Coaching is going to be a big factor this year, I think. Preparation. Um, were they 28? No, nah, I think they'll be right around where they were last year. I I, I unless John Wall and Brad unless John Wall is suddenly like healthy and prime John Wall and him and Beal have this breakout year together again. But if that doesn't happen, I don't see this team getting much better. And I could honestly see Brad Beal being moved at the deadline, that which, is, would, which would make it, which would make it lower. So I'm going under. Okay. Yeah. I, see, I'm the opposite of you. I think that the, the good teams are going to be better than what they're saying. And I think the bad teams are going to be right. really yeah, bad. We're completely flipped. This will be interesting at the end of the year. Again, these are shots in the dark by both of us, but. I mean, anybody's doing this. It's a shot in the dark, I think. In a year like this. Hornets, 26 and a half. I think this one's dead on. I'll go under. I'll say they win 26 games. Um, this kind of looks like a mess to me. Um, let me look at their roster again. I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to go over. Okay. They, they got better. The roster got better, and they won 23 games last year. And and last year, they were not bad. Like They had a stretch last year where they were pretty good. I think they had some injury issues. I think, I mean, you got the most improved player in the NBA, Devontae Graham. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gordon Hayward's overpaid, but he's still a good player. Um, Terry Rozier, I think, is is fine. Uh, he overpaid also, but still a fine player. P.J. Washington in his second year. I I think they can win more than 23 games. Will you authorize a, fl a flip or a flop, either or for me? I'm looking at the roster now. I mean, they're not horrible. And they I do know. have guys that could that could take like Malik Monk. I don't think his career shot. Like I don't think he's like. I mean, he didn't he have didn't he have like a cocaine thing though at some point? Well, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could be totally off on that. Maybe I, maybe I'm making that yeah, up. I think I'll check that. But you're. I'm gonna go over if you'll if you'll authorize it. Hold on, I'm taking the standings down so I could search Malik Monk cocaine. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can change it. You said under, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna go over. Yeah. Malik June 8th, Malik Monk reinstated from suspension after cocaine use. Hey man. He's done. He's he's back. He's done doing co doing cocaine. Yep. He's he's got himself washed out, cleaned out. <laughs> washed out. No, what is the uh flushed out? No. Detox? Succession. Uh, I, I really like the term that the guy that detoxed? No, no. I'll, I don't know. Before the <laughs> but yeah, Malik Monk had that done, and he's going to be the comeback comeback player, or just most most improved. Okay, I don't do. I don't think they do comeback. Yeah, they probably don't. All right, Pistons. I don't think we have to talk hey, too much about or over Hornets are. Yeah, over. I did. I did. Okay. I did. I don't think we have to talk too much about Pistons under under. Okay, Pistons under, and I'm they might be way under. Especially uh, if they're on Jeremy Grant to be like a 25-a-game scorer. Yeah, let's see. That's Where were they? They won 20 games last year. They're not four games better, are they? How could they? They lost Luke Kennard. 
right? But they got Jeremy Grant for a ridiculous contract. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Um, Knicks, 22 and a half. This is the, the shocker of the whole thing. I mean, I know the Cavs are bad, but the Knicks are not the worst team on this thing. Knicks, 22 and a half. I just need to pull up the Knicks roster. Yeah, same. I think I'm going to go over for this. And again, in terms of bad teams skewing more toward the center. I mean, this whole their whole season is kind of about RJ Barrett being good or not, right? This team sucks. Yeah, they'll be topping. They're pretty bad, huh? They're going to win more than 22 games. I'm I'm with you, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. I'm going over for that. Some decent talent. <laughs> such a, this team sucks. This short pause. They're going to win more than 22. Games. <laughs> I mean, 22 is not a lot. Yeah. All right. I got the over. But it is a shortened season. So 22 might be a lot. Yep. Uh, and then last, lastly, we have. I apologize to the listeners. I'm, I'm clicking all over the place. You're going to have to deal with it. Cavs, 22. I'm going under. This is an under for me. One, I mean, Kevin Love, be, like he, he does not appear to be in the right headspace right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he says "fuck this" and uh, doesn't finish out the season. Did did something happen that didn't something come out with his mental health recently? Well, he's been a mental health advocate yeah. on like the, being depressed, and he's had stuff, but that's see. been for a long time. Let me see. let me Google. I thought I saw a report. Kevin Love. I'm going under either way. Yeah, I mean they're going to be terrible. Let's look at the let's look at their roster. Yeah, okay. So he admitted November eighteenth. Kevin Love admits he still has suicidal thoughts. I mean that suicidal. Yeah, yeah. That report. That's the report I'm talking about. I didn't want to say. So, Where's that report from? Uh, New York Post. I know that's not the most reputable, but I think he came out and said it. I never knew that. Yeah, two weeks ago. I still think about suicide. He he's struggling. And it's not fun, like it's not anything to even joke about. But I just would not. No, be I'm not joking about it. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I knew he had depression, and I actually am really close with one of his reps, and we've talked about it before because I tried to get him on to talk about all the work that he does for mental health awareness and all like all that stuff. I didn't know he was having. I didn't know it was a suicide thing. Yeah. No. Uh, he, yeah, that's crazy. No, I didn't know that. Well, then I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't anticipate him if that if that report. Now, who knows? Right. Right. Like if it's just a New York Post report, if there's not like a specific, unless it's a quote from him, it is. It is a quote from him. They quoted him. Oh, TMZ has his quote. Uh, it's it's on camera. Yeah, it says he still goes through super brutal days in his battle with mental health. There's a whole and it's with Graham Bessinger. Oh yeah, in depth. No, yeah, Graham's that's a legit thing. He was probably on. It was probably on his show. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, it doesn't even feel right to talk about that in light of how many wins the Cavs are going to have. But it, it like if we're talking about basketball, well, it is pertinent because he may not play. Right, that's if he's really that's, struggling that bad, he could not play, right. and he may not play anyways because they might. Stay, I mean, taking his mental health, hopefully he's good and and he gets better, and you know that's the most important thing, obviously, over basketball. But like it, taking any of that out of the equation. They're going to probably stink again this year. He may not play. They may just play their right. young guys. That's, yeah. The, this looks like it could be like a 12 to 13 <laughs> team to me. Just yeah. they look really, really bad. So I'm going under. Yeah, I went. I'm going under also. All right. I'm not going to name, rename, or re-list what we have. So it, yeah, like sure. overs and under. Everyone had their pen and paper out as well. Yeah. So if you guys want to know, just go back and click the time codes. Um, all right, let's wrap up here with, we have, so we have this YouTube commenter, Andre Taylor, and he left us a comment yesterday that, that he seemed very confident about. Um, and I, I probably should have prefaced this by saying like, it's a bit, it would be a big trade. It's not like a blockbuster. There's no like. Uh, franchise players being moved in this deal but when he when he wrote the comment he just sounded so confident that i was like i gotta read this because if he's right then i mean he got him on the show so yesterday on the show we the the title of the show was lakers clippers uh headline preseason schedule and we talked about the preseason or the, so we talked about the lakers a couple times in the show 
So the, the, the comment from Andre Taylor is Rob Palinka has another trade up his sleeve from what I understand. And that's what got me. This, this was <laughs> yeah, what, that's the best part by the That's, what that's I, what got me for Andre Taylor. From what I understand, the Lakers are going to trade Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, plus and a pick, plus and a pick to the Atlanta Hawks for power forward center slash center. <laughs> that was also that also <laughs> got me. Uh, John Collins with training camp to start in the next couple days. I bet the trade happens in the next few days. So uh, maybe I'm way off. That seems like too much. Like for like, I feel like Kyle Kuzma for John Collins. I don't know. It depends what the pick is. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to discuss this too much, right? Because this is a rumor from a YouTube commenter named Andre Taylor. Fair. I will say, it's a. I think that would be a terrible trade for the Hawks. Personally, yes. yeah. I think John Collins is much better than Kyle Kuzma. Uh, has much more of an upside. Um, so that's all I'm going to say. If that happens, not only is it a huge win for the Lakers, but Andre Taylor, you're going to be on NBA morning deuce and you're our new insider. So just, I just wanted to mention it. We don't have to discuss it too long because there's no, as far as we know, Andre, unless you want to leave another comment and tell us what your credentials are and how you know these things. But until then, we're not going to discuss it anymore. Fair. Fair enough. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow, unless there's, I mean, we'll talk about anything that comes out of training camp at the top of the show, but we'll probably also do uh, Western Conference over-unders tomorrow. Uh, hit that like button, baby. Keep watching, leave more comments. If you have any questions, if you don't like our win totals, let us know. Uh, Apple Podcasts, rate, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Later, people. Go Birds. <laughs>